Let's keep that. I I'm serious. <laughs> Don't delete that. <laughs> what about Ebound? Everybody walking like me now. Everybody talking like me now. Heard on who they wanna be now. What about Ebound? Everybody walking like me now. Everybody talking like me now. Heard on who they wanna be now. What about Ebound? Everybody walking like me now. Everybody talking like me now. Heard on who they wanna be now. What about Ebound? Everybody walking like me now. Everybody talking like me now. Heard on who they wanna be now. Quack, quack, damn shit, killer. Watch I got holes in the dinner. I ain't been home in a minute. I ain't never seen no seller. Come a guy, yeah, he nailin'. Audio, I'm top billin'. All of my boys dope dealin'. Super whack, I'm no villain. Nigga try to take my flow. Welcome back, everybody, to Jeff vs. The World Presents Lovecraft Country Review. And like always, I have my co-host here, Tiffany. How's it going? Hey, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this was... I think this was a very well uh, acted and directed episode. Episode six. Um, I forgot the title of the episode. Uh, do you remember the title of the episode? Meet me at Deku. There you go. Um, yeah, I thought this was really good. The actress that was playing um, his... I guess you might say love interest, his enemy to his love interest. I thought she did well because she had to act in two different languages. And I just thought that was really awesome and really good with this episode. And we got to see that backstory of the questions that we had um, in episode, what was it, one? No, episode two and episode and And five. Yeah, two of them. called her just recently. Yeah. So we got the backstory of that. Um yeah, if I know a lot of people were didn't like this episode, I don't feel like uh, reading the subtitles. So I cut it out, knock it off. We adults. <laughs> but what was your, what was your uh, thoughts of this episode? Um, I I enjoyed it. Um, I always particularly like anytime a TV show gives you some of those answers to questions. Like, um, I enjoy the mystery of a TV show in the sense that it keeps you watching. But I believe, you know, especially with this series, that some of those questions need to be answered um, in a in a thought-provoking way in itself. So I appreciated that aspect of this episode, as well as, um, I guess, the unspoken love story between them. And probably, you know, without the, the sci-fi aspect, um, just that love story that probably truly happened during the war. So people doing bad things on both sides. So it was, you know, I definitely enjoyed that part of it. Yeah, uh, most definitely. This was because this this specific uh, episode really wasn't, it took us away from all the characters that we've known. I mean, Tick was involved, but it was very, you know, a small amount. Uh, and we just focused on um, his love interest. And, I think her name is Jila, Jila, uh, something like that. So I guess we can call it just call her G. 
<laughs> always black people, always short and shit. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you you was messing up. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, because I didn't want to pronounce it wrong. Because I'm already bad with names, so it's like, yo, yeah. But um, I helped you out. You welcome. yeah. So G, thank you. I appreciate. It. We'll just call her G. Uh, y'all can correct me on social media or hit me in the DM and roast me. But uh, uh yeah. Uh, so. I guess what I I guess what I should ask is my biggest question from this is that was the creature or monster really summoned inside of her or did it just come to her? Did the mother really, you know what I mean? Cuz the ending kind of bothered me when I guess the person that did it or whatever was whatever that woman was supposed to be she said, oh, you'll see many more deaths before, basically before it's all over. So I was wondering what she's saying from Tick's eyes, you're going to see many more deaths or, because her number one question was, is Tick going to die? I think at that point, um, well, to answer your first question, um, the mother basically, um, as we learned through the episode, um, the daughter, the main character, main character G, um, her human form was molested by her father, right. which was her mother's husband. Um, I'm assuming biological father as well. Um, but so based on mythological and Korean, you know, folklore, she summoned this, it, it's called Kumiho, um, that, took over the daughter's body, I guess, in her way to exact revenge. But I think the mother, I guess in her own way, she thought this was saving her daughter. But I think inevitably it makes your human form disappear because this this cool miho is taking over. So I do think she was summoned by the mother in an attempt to... I guess deal with her anger against men and her father for doing that and and you know kind of her own reasoning behind that not understanding the the effect that it would have on her daughter. And the second question as far as the um I would just say probably like a someone that we normally like I guess in American terms a a psychic or a witch or what have you um I think she was talking in regards to the creature Kumio in regards to, cause she made a statement that you have not crossed the darkness yet. Meaning that I think the spirit itself isn't terrible. And there is a point of transition even for the mythical being. And so I think that's who she was talking to about. You haven't even gotten to the point of your true self. So you're going to see way more than just this one person. Um, can we talk about the elephant in the room now? She was worried about sure. she, she was so worried about Tick dying. She not gonna talk about you told me you was a virgin. <laughs> Cause we clearly saw her saw her see him having sex with somebody. Just, but that was after her. Cause remember she's seeing their future. She saw glimpses of his past, but she saw because I think even in the flash it was Letty, so he hadn't had sex with her yet. Oh, that was supposed to be Letty. Okay, it flashed by so fast. I was, 
I was thinking that was like, oh man, he had sex with somebody else. No, if you if you by chance look at it again, you'll see that they do a quick flash of Letty's face. Oh, like okay, some cheats. So he he definitely lost his virginity to a mythical beast. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Top that virgin stories. <laughs> so, yeah, she was so kind and sweet with him. You know, she took her time with him and. You know. Yeah, till them tails came out. <laughs> well, that was the second time when she thought she had it all together. So clearly she can't control it like she thought she could. And that's that's what the witch in the end was saying. Like she hadn't crossed to that darkness where those questions are even questions at that point. I guess like being in that being in that space. Because if you remember before they went to the to the witch right at the end, she saw, which I thought was a beautiful shot of the wolf. Uh, of the fox, excuse me, of yeah. the fox um, standing there just looking at her, kind of like that spirit of the, the the Korean folklore. So I thought that was beautiful with the snow background. And she's she herself is going through a transition. And so that's why the, the part that still feels for Atticus asks that question. Okay, because you can clearly see there's there's, you know, that's there, that love there. And that's not be Atticus has a type. <laughs> I'm sorry to say. Oh, God. I'll leave it at that. No, I'll just leave it at that. I'm not going to go to explain it. If you know, you know. He clearly oh, has a type. Um, <laughs> don't mind me right now. I'm just acting up. But um, Clearly. <laughs> Hopefully nobody takes me seriously, but you know, shit like that happens sometimes. Um, <laughs> the biggest takeaway I think I got from this is that you saw that Tick, like I said, the scenes that he was in and with that uh, relationship that blossomed, you saw that, yeah, you know, he's in the war, but mentally he has to go somewhere else to be, you know, in that spot, in that place. But he's not really like one of these people that's gun ho about it or whatever and stuff like that. And you saw that, and I'm sure it was like that for many of um, especially black folks, that were involved in the war at that time. Yeah, and I think it was just, uh, I think, and honestly, I can say probably black and white, just being in war period and doing things that, you necessarily wouldn't do in your normal life. For instance, the, the very um, dramatic and I, I think important aspect of making the, um, the girl who she became throughout this episode is losing her best friend to something that Tick was at that point, like robotic as far as shooting these women trying to find a communist spy, a communist spy. And that's probably something that he never imagined that he would do in Chicago. So even just as a black man or that, you know, three times is worse. I think just in general, it showed an aspect of war, even the, the, you know, the um, wounded soldiers and, you know, things like that. Like here you are in their country shooting their kin folks and then you have to turn around and the nurses are there to help you. So that's that's a conflict in itself, you know. I can only imagine the turmoil with trying to take care of someone that you know is shooting up your people and 
especially for G to see this man that literally aided in getting her best friend killed and now she reads stories to him. So again, I think this episode did a good job in showing the human side of war and how good people do do bad things as well. Yeah. And give that more character development as well. Yeah, and I thought because I thought that scene of her coming in and just basically saying you killed my best friend and her just saying everything basically like I wanted to kill you, but basically, you know, now I love you. Like I can't right. kill you now. Like it's because I know who you are and I know um your heart. So and you know, it, I thought that was really good acting um, just by both of them. You know, let me be clear, it's always good acting on this show. It's never bad acting. But that scene was really good and the way they played it out because you saw his emotion hearing what she was saying and just having to basically listen, you know, because it was really nothing he could say that would take away her pain from losing her best friend and her having to see that, but also too that yeah, I heard the woman that now I heard a woman that now I'm in love with. So Yeah. And just and and just to touch bases on the best friend aspect, um, I don't know how you took it, Jeff, but even though they were talking about communists and, you know, and trying to, you know, I guess consider them the bad people at this time and place. I took some of the best friend speeches, almost a hint of of being lesbians. Um, it was just a little too. I don't know. I almost took like a hidden agenda from her from her best friend talking to her. I don't know if maybe they were just close, close and touchy feely, but I just noticed like when they touched hands and you know that look. I don't know if that was more of the Kumiho's, um, the beans, um, attempt to be more human and kind of understand feelings. I'm, I'm not sure, but I thought it was going that way before, you know, we, we find out that the best friend actually gets tortured and killed. Yeah. I, I didn't take away from that. I just thought they probably had a, I thought, or I felt they just had a really close, uh, friendship. Um, Cause I didn't see anything else there that would warrant that. I saw, I saw maybe the envy of, well, you can get all these guys, and it's hard for me to talk to guys. It's hard for me to uh, be open, and, you know. The only, you know, because you could tell when she was, she copied her best friends. You know, just say this, and it didn't work at the uh, speed dating uh, thing they were having. And then she just talked about her movies, and she actually found somebody that you know found the same interest, but he wasn't into her. He was just still like, nah. Good luck. <laughs> so, and the, the Xing off people right in front of me, like you could do that. After oh my god! Tables could you imagine? Like could you imagine <laughs> Dale somebody doing that? Oh, you just gonna put the X right? <laughs> like, so you know, you not even gonna finish the conversation. Okay, thank you. So yeah, I mean that's true. I guess I was just sometimes I look at the show and be trying to find deeper meanings and just, just the way that she kept looking at her. So I can. I can take that too that she was trying to understand her feminism. Yeah. Um, Cause really all she was there for was to kill, um, which we immediately saw in the first scene. Um, <laughs> that, yeah. yeah. But this show takes you there. So <laughs> I was like, okay, what's about to happen? And then all of the tales came out and we found out what happened. She said, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was 
funny. I said the man was happy to be on the mountain, and she took that. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> wow! <laughs> This is the boss that took it. She didn't take it. The boss that took it. I'm not gonna believe she took that bag. Like that. He said, "Wow, that's all I saw." And he he got exploded from inside out. He thought he had the, the penetration. She penetrated him in every way. <laughs> yeah, because those uh, uh tentacles or legs or whatever they are, just it's thought, tails. It's tails. The the fox has nine tails, which is the Korean folklore. Oh the shit, Kumiho. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm glad you said it. As much as I watch uh, Naruto, the cartoon, and the nine fox tails, and I'm just sitting here like, oh no, nah, these are legs or whatever. So yeah, <laughs> that show you that shows you where I'm at. Um, and I didn't know what was about to happen uh, with the scene where she you know, they went on that first, I guess, the date, and he had the movie playing. Because I was like, wait a minute, what is about to happen right now? Oh yeah, that was so sweet. But again, that that was part of the love story that they were sharing like you know he really fell for her and she fell for him and you know I thought that was I thought that was really sweet yeah Uncle George looked out with him with the movie and stuff like that yeah the Judy Garland <laughs> movie but see I already knew I think the opening threw me off because when she got up and started singing and dancing I was like Oh, it's gonna be one of these episodes. But then I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> Once she ripped my band apart, I was like, "No, it's something completely different than what I thought." And that's that's the that's the magic and the genius of this series is that you look at it and from one scene to the next. Because think about it: like if you were flipping channels, not knowing what you were looking at, the first people to flip the channel would have thought it was a horror movie. The the second person to flip the channels would have thought it was a love story, a, a war love story. You know, it it was a lot, and it it stayed true to um, Korean culture. Like I appreciate that they didn't automatically make the episode English. You know, to to your point when you were saying people didn't want to read the subtitles. I personally, I and props to people um, that watch Netflix and stuff and make shows on there. A lot of these other countries make really good shows, but yes, they either are voiceovers or subtitles. Take a chance. Think outside of the box. Like, yeah. And I, I appreciated that they did that with this episode. Like, this was probably 99%, you know, in Korean. It wasn't, you know, Korean actors talking English. You know, yeah, I, I think I've I had to say yes. I think it was like maybe eighty percent, and then twenty percent English, because it was only I think the only like, English, I, I, only the English thing was I guess her and her interactions with Tick. Yeah, so, and they weren't a lot. That, so I I appreciate that they stayed true to that, and you know the act actors, and it wasn't um. You know, as they say, blackface, it wasn't, you know, stereotypical, you know, trying to implant certain characters. You know, you know how some shows yeah, do yeah, some yeah. TV shows do. Um, but I think it was overall the artistic, the backgrounds, of course, the sets. Um, like I said, that last scene with the snow falling and them walking. And I guess to a sense, her mother accepted that this is your daughter now, like your, your human daughter 
is no longer there and you have to accept this person as your daughter because now she has her memories she she's trying her best she just wanted to be loved i think that genuinely was the the beast talking as well well she has i don't want to say beast the the folk the the mythical creature so well the bad thing is she has everybody all those memories of all those lives she's taken so i can understand or I can see herself losing herself within that with all those other, you know, people she's killed. She killed 99 people. So I mean, you got 99 other, you know what I'm saying, lives inside of you and memories. So, yeah, she could be, you know, losing herself. So it's like, yeah, because when her mother was uh, confronted her, they were having a conversation. She was like, no, I'm not taking no more lives. She said, no, you you have to, blah, blah, blah. She started singing that song. And then she just transformed into, I believe it was the father. Mm-hmm. It was like, no, you know, this is the song that was sung before I got raped, and I'm just like, whoa, okay, this is, this is, so yeah. <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, because it was just, like I said, the acting and it was just so good because that, the way she was singing this song, the way she just flipped, I was just like, okay, yeah, she in her bag right now. Yeah, she had, and and if you take into account that in most stories and folklore mythical creatures have no understanding of human feelings they can see it they can observe it and for her to now be in this this body she's able to do what humans do and i guess from the story we're supposed to take that this is probably her first time ever being summoned i would assume like i i would assume in the folklore there's more than one of these um creatures kumiho and I think this was just her first, like I said, summoning. And so she's in that that time period of either she can go really bad and just be blank and just kill when she need to kill, or she can still hold on to some humanity that's in this body and these memories. And I think that's where her... Um, falling in love with Atticus came. It was like, I finally found somebody I can love and I want you to be my mom too. Like, you know what I'm saying? So she came in touch with all of those emotions. But at the end of the day, she's still a mythical creature. So it's like, it's a lot for her to come, you know, process at this point too. And I think that's why they went back to the witch as well. Because that was her main concern. Like, now I have these feelings. I need to know, is he going to die? And that's what the witch was like. You have no idea what's ahead of you, you know, that you're worried about one being and one human dying. You are going to turn into something that's going to be killing the whole, <laughs> a whole <laughs> ass full of people. So uh, you ain't got to worry about him. Yeah, but her love for him acts the question, even though we didn't get no answer to it. Yeah, um, we clearly didn't get the answer. Because technically, the flash that she saw of him supposedly dying, he could have just passed out. Right. We don't know, so I guess we, we got to wait for that scene to actually feel something in regards to it, but I don't think he died. I think she just got the sensation maybe he passed out, his pulse was low, you know how they do on movies. Hey. Uh, so, Did- I, don't, I, I just don't see that I don't see that being the end all the be all kind of thing for tick, but hey, who knows? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, is this a is this a one series thing or is this some um, true detective thing where it just go on to another person? Like, we don't know. Like, you take the story somewhere else, and 
Um, it's interesting, and I think with the ending that we had, now I got the question of, okay, where do we pick up at now next week? Um, we to your point, we go into the next person, <laughs> which is now Hippolyta. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I, I didn't see a preview. That's that's where we're going next. It's it the episode seven is entitled I Am. Um, and this will be Hippolyta's coming into herself. <laughs> so um yeah, the preview based on that, she's gonna be doing some time travel. Um so oh, yeah, like you said, we cut cut the cord to tick and G and all that and focus back on somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Um I, do they show the commercials? You know what? I know why I miss them because I always watch it. I don't watch it like live. I always watch it like on the uh, app. So every once it's over yeah. with, I don't ever go and see the preview or nothing like that. So that's why I always miss it. So yeah, um, that should be fun because uh, I've been waiting for this because I want to see her journey and where this takes her and uh, the things she's going to find out and learn because like we already know, uh, she's sick of the bullshit and she needs some answers herself. <laughs> yeah, and we get, and I think I want to say, based on the preview, um, they're going to come together per se because they, you know, realize where she's heading. So, but I think in the meantime, it's going to be primarily focused on her journey with the time travel machine and all that good stuff. Um, I will be interested to see if Ruby and Christina are in a relationship now. <laughs> that she knows the whole truth. That would that, be interesting oh, to see. Yeah, because what do you do now with that? <laughs> like, okay, I know who you are, but... You know, I was getting that good stuff from William. So, uh, yeah. So, can you I don't bring know William if back? <laughs> going and then, you know, Tree, I'm sure he back from Philly. No. <laughs> it's over with. We, Tree is gone. Thank you. I was getting worried about him. I don't know. I don't know. We don't know. He might turn out to be Zeus or something. Let oh. me stop. that Greek. <laughs> he might, he might he... turn out to be somebody real big. Yeah, if he is, know. I'm blaming you. I'm putting all blame <laughs> on you. His That's not one of my theories, so don't say I said that. I'm oh. just saying we haven't seen him in a while, and usually he pops up unexpectedly. <laughs> he might be in next episode with Hippolyta, you know. <laughs> Who knows? I go back and watch this episode. He in the background just smiling. <laughs> <laughs> he, was a, he was a soldier over there as well. <laughs> yeah, just sitting back there smiling. Um, I don't think it's really too much to get. I don't know if it's anything else in this episode that we really need to hit. Because like I said, this this episode was kind of self-contained. It, it was what it was. Um, do you have anything extra to say about this episode? No, just again, I thought it was a, a wonderfully made um episode as far as showing, you know, that love story through, you know, her eyes and just how that war impacted, you know, everybody, like, you know, going against each other, whether they were communists or not. And, you know, just that, that line and knowing that their world was about to change and just overall that love story. So that background, um, I, I, th- I, f- I found it. Ins- the only thing I can say interesting is that at the end of 
episode five when he called her after he saw the suffering die and he was like what are you so I assume that in all that time they never had a conversation about what she was once you know he got freaked out and now you know I don't know if they'll follow up with that and have her explain herself even more um but yeah it's interesting now because he saw something that or he you know he was involved and saw something that he couldn't believe in the war and that you know he he bolted he left now with all his experience with magic wizards and stuff i want to know or i would like to see and we probably will see them seeing each other again because i want to see how that plays out because it's like Oh, I've seen far worse than you. So, yeah. yeah. And maybe she'll come to the U.S. Maybe yeah, at some maybe. point he'll ask her to come, you know, and help or, you know. I, I don't see her story ending because I feel like they gave us a just enough for us to be interested in where she may go. And then on the other side of it, she made it may have just been an episode to give us that background and she doesn't move forward with him. But I just feel like a little bit more is going to be shown between them two, you know, and then Letty, you know, I don't know how jealous she'll get if she come to the U.S. because, you know, Tick didn't hide the fact that he really cared about her. So, yeah, that might be a sticky not a petty dynamic, but, you know. She probably would look at it and be like, Tick, it had, it would have to be you to fall in love with a creature. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, at this point, anything is possible. So, who knows? It'll be interesting. Maybe she will come to the U.S. Yeah, I, I, I would definitely love to see how that plays out because they never really officially broke up. He just ran away. So, you know, it's kind of like them going off of cigarettes. <laughs> that was more than sick. I'm going out for a shotgun. <laughs> and if you still here. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> I, I'll be back when you make it to the draft. Um, so, yeah, we're going to close it out this week. We did not go through the whole episode like we normally have. Try and love something different out, see how receptive it is. Uh, try to keep it a little bit shorter, just hit on some major points. But, anyways, we hope you enjoyed that. Uh, if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me at Jeff versus the World. Uh, on Twitter and on Facebook and the real Jeff versus the world on Instagram. And if you would like to follow or interact with Tiffany, you can check her out at uh, quiet underscore storm 80. You got it. God, I got it right. I can remember. Uh, anyway, that's on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, it's just Instagram. The Twitter thing. Ah, nah, but, you know, gave it a shot. It is what it is. So, uh, yeah, until next week, we are out of here. Peace. Be safe, y'all.